This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Now we get back to uh, one of the topics that kicked off our program today. There's a proposal that could ease tax burdens for local business owners that is being tabled. Uh, Vancouver City Council is considering a recommendation that could ease the burden for local businesses. Uh, It's to do with the property tax paid by business owners, which currently is based on the value of what potentially could be built on or above the land rather than what is actually built on the land Currently, joining us is good friend of the show, uh, Vancouver City Councillor Sarah Kirby Young is on the line with more on this. Hello, Sarah. Hello, Jody. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Glad to have you on today on a topic I know you know very, very well. Um, what can you report on um, as to where we're at with this sort of, I don't know, relief for business owners or those who lease the properties and are handed these massive property tax bills? Um, yeah, I can report some good news because um, this is a council that uh, is really very alive to the issue that's impacting small business um, throughout our city and across our neighborhoods. And that is, as you said, this thing called um, highest and best use, meaning that a property is taxed on the potential for that property, not how it's actually being used. So council received a report this morning from staff uh, recommending uh, asking the province to give us the power to utilize a split assessment, which would enable us to tax and have a different subclass, which means we can tax people on actual use when you just boil it right down to it. Um, And so we did endorse that report. Um, It has to go to the province to ask them to give the municipalities the ability to leverage tax. And weren't we at the position where the the provincial government was saying, we'll let the municipalities come to us and tell us what they would like to see happen? Like, is is there a a good possibility that the subclass rule would come into play? Um, I'm really hopeful um, that it will. I, I think the question might be timing. There was an intergovernmental working group that was formed. Um, and that had uh, senior staff from the Ministry of Municipal Affairs and Housing and Ministry of Finance. Staff from BC Assessment were part of it, and then designates from some of the Metro Vancouver municipalities. Because this is something that's being experienced in a number of cities, not just in Vancouver. So um, the ministries had asked us for recommendations, and this is Vancouver's. We think that this is the tool that can provide the best relief um, the most quickly. So that's what we're asking for, is the promise to take a quick look at it. Um, put some regulations in place by the fall so that we could potentially see relief by 2020. That's what Paul Sullivan was saying earlier, is that hopefully it would be reflected on the 2020 assessment, which would, for all intents and purposes, give as immediate relief as you can possibly give with regard to property tax, no? Uh, I really hope so. And, uh, you know, I, I hope that our, our, I think the province is, is hearing loud and clear that this is an issue and it's and it's a big one. And our businesses don't have time. A year makes a huge amount of difference. A few months makes a huge amount of difference. So I'm really hopeful that they'll be able to move quickly and act, act fast. Sarah, how did the highest and best use taxation practice come into play in the first place? Uh, it's a great question. It predates my time, and so I'm, I'm not a taxation expert. I've been learning very quickly on yes, this Yes, yes, fair enough. Um, yeah, and it's, it's a hard thing to get your head around um, as to how it comes in. It's, it's, a, it's a provincial uh, regulation, uh, and it's, it's a BC assessment policy uh, that was put in place, but I, I, I think that uh, it didn't anticipate the pace of change in some neighbourhoods and the rapid fluctuations that you would have in the increase in land values. And I think that's a big piece of this puzzle, because in, in the interviews that I've done with people and asked a similar question, because I did write a column on the orca.ca about this, when Dulux Paints, who had been there on West Broadway for 50 years, closed like immediately. They just said, we can't. We just got handed a quarter of a million dollar tax bill, and we, we, we can't afford it. We can't sell that much paint. So they just shuttered and, and closed, and it kind of 
it breaks your heart. And when you think, okay, that's a one-story little box of a building, but what it's zoned for now is a 12-story building or a 14-story building. And so that's what the property tax reflects. So the motivation, what my understanding was, is the motivation for the highest and best use was a way to push those smaller businesses into developing those properties and adding density and adding required pieces to the much-needed puzzle and it's kind of backfired as we've seen so many mom and pop shops shuttered yeah, up. It's it's a really good point that you raise because it does break your heart about seeing the heart go out of the neighborhoods and seeing them close. And so there is a balance there. And that's why one of the sort of recommendations around a split assessment is that it potentially be time limited so that it isn't done in perpetuity. So somebody sitting on a small um, use on a larger piece of land like that that could potentially have both housing and small business mm-hmm. um, that there's there isn't sort of no incentive to develop that but there is it may be a tax limited to provide some relief in the short term I think another thing that's really important and you reference what happened with its highest and best use and the unintended consequences um, is that we engage our business community um, and our small businesses and folks that are living this every day so I did bring an amendment at council this morning to ensure that we have a a group when we actually go out to organizations like the Canadian Federation of Independent Business and our business improvement associations in neighborhoods across the city. So we can talk through all of those implementation examples and not end up with a situation where we're like, wow, we didn't expect that. Um, and we've kind of really thought through because the devil's always in the details. Mm-hmm. Taxation is complicated, right? But you're very detail oriented. I can say that personally. You helped me get hot dogs at a, at a concession <laughs> stand in Kitsilano at Little League. Sarah Kirby Young is a Vancouver City Councillor and makes herself available to us all the time. And we do appreciate that. One of the things that that probably is bubbling up a little bit for people is that if there is a sort of limited best use subclass, I mean, we we talk in all these sort of legalese and city council terms and, and, and study terms, tax terms, um, people will be saying, I'd love to develop my piece of property, but I can't get the permitting through City Hall because the red tape is so thick. I might have my plans, but I can't build for five years at least. Is there something coming uh, to council with this new council to try and cut through some of that red tape when it comes to permitting? Yeah, absolutely. That's another thing that's really very much on our radar. And I I think that's why something like the split class could could work because while you are waiting um, for that development and processing, it means that you're not paying a high level of tax on how you're using it today. So that's one part of it. I think the other part is that we need to speed it up um, and get that permitting moving more quickly. So I know that one of the things council is talking about Today, we have a very full agenda is on our building bylaw. There's some better alignments that are happening with the provincial building code so we can make it clearer and easier for people and try to expedite that process. It's a big nut to crack, but it's um, it's the other piece we really need to work on it. You hit the nail on the head. It starts at council to crack that, and we do appreciate you being there. And I like the idea that you're actually engaging with the small business owners to ask them where they're at because a stressed out overtaxed, maxed out small business owner doesn't have time to go to the city city hall uh, open house and, and have their say. They, they're just trying to hold the two, end, two threads together. They're just, they're just trying to keep the door open and they're working really hard. Yeah. We really appreciate your time, Sarah, as always. No worries. Great talking to you. Thanks for having me. That's Sarah Kirby Young, Vancouver City Councillor. We've all seen the hollowed out neighborhoods and shuttered storefronts, heard the stories of closing mom and pop shops all over Vancouver proper, certainly due to skyrocketing property taxes on businesses. The, the taxation of the air above property, right? It seems like a stretch, yet that's the reality for so many businesses today. Being taxed on the best use of property, not what's there, the best use. 
There's a story in the Vancouver Sun penned by Dan Fumano about a bold plan that could provide some relief. Paul Sullivan is a property tax agent and senior partner with Burgess Colley Sullivan and Associates. He's actually at City Hall as I speak presenting this plan. Here's our conversation from a bit earlier this morning. Hey, good morning. Uh, so reading the story in the sun today um, got us all thinking, wouldn't it just make so much sense to have a subclass? But for people who don't understand what that actually means, can you give us some backstory on what the current best use zoning is all about? The basic principle is we, we assess properties for taxation and market value. When you establish market value, you look at land because land is the minimum that a property is worth. So when city brings in land use policies such as they did in the West End that increase densities, it causes the land value to go up. And it goes up to a point where it's a much higher value than the existing use. So effectively what's happening is you're, you're assessing the airspace above the existing use because that's the future development potential. And based on the current system, we put commercial tax rates on that development potential. And the result of all this is you have a tax bill that is two, three, or even five times as much as the tax bill will be, would be if you just valued the existing use. And that's incredibly so, un- unrealistic for business owners, mom and pop shops and independents to be able to pay for what might be a 10-story building above their one-story shop. Exactly. and I mean, I think every resident in Vancouver uh, values their community retail and their local independent businesses. And so what the solution here is, is to, to put a different tax rate on that airspace. So we, we, we're calling this split assessments and the application of a business subclass. And the, the subclass means we create a class to, with a different tax rate that gets applied to that airspace above. So Paul, what would qualify somebody for this reduced tax rate? Well, your assessed value would firstly be based upon its redevelopment potential versus the existing use. Um, and that happens frequently uh, when, when an area comes to fruition for development or more acutely when the city brings in a land use policy increasing density and suddenly the underlying land values become significantly higher than the existing use. So where this will uh, specifically apply will be dependent upon um, a municipality's choice uh, as to where to impose it, and what tax rate will be applied to the subclass is also up to the municipality. But from from my perspective, the business taxpayer has had very little voice in, in the taxation situation throughout all municipalities. And what we're doing here is we're, we're creating a municipal tool which effectively will make municipal government far more accountable to how they tax these small business properties. Well, you just got everybody's attention with municipal government far more accountable. We're with Paul Sullivan, a senior partner of Vancouver Property Consulting firm Burgess Colley Sullivan and Associates. Many, many people frustrated by uh, this taxation uh, formula, I guess, is the best way to put it um, for in layman's terms, because it has been so stressful for so many businesses. We've seen the stories in the West End. We've seen the stories along with West Broadway, especially with skyrocketing land values. Um at what point is it not left sort of up to the subjective what the municipality thinks? Because many naysayers are people that 
um, maybe coming from a, I don't even know what the what the term is, from a more suspicious point of view, say, well, this is a cash cow for cities when it comes to collecting big taxes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's a cash cow. I mean, you're, you're delivering very little in the way of municipal services to these properties, and you're taxing them based on some future potential. So it's a total cash cow. Um, you know, what, what's going to have to iron out here in the details, and there's a lot of devil in the details. I mean, we're, we're, we're supporting this in principle, um, but uh, the, once the details get ironed out, we'll, we'll know where, where we land this. Um, for example, you would consider putting a threshold whereby your assessed value is, you know, double the going concern value, then you qualify. Um, or your assessed value is based upon a recent official community plan change that caused values to change. It's a tool that is intended to be imposed on properties where situations are created that cause spikes in value and therefore taxes. So it, it hopefully will be fluid enough that it, it can adapt to those situations and through policy, BC assessment is going to have a difficult job of, of imposing it across the assessment role. So nothing simple in taxation, but there's, that's not a good reason why it shouldn't be done. There's a lot of complicated things in our world, and, and this is one that needs to be taken care of. Needs to be put on the table. And what about the other piece of this puzzle when it comes to development? I mean, so many people, certainly in, in Vancouver proper, complain about the process of permitting and getting something built. You can buy that piece of property that has the one story on it and want to develop 10, but it might take you five years to get the proper permitting through. Yeah, that, that's a really big piece of the problem. And, and you know, uh, taxes and levies from different levels of government account for 26% of the price of a home these days. So as you add time uh, to the permitting process, you increase cost. And costs are, a portion, are always a portion of what people have to pay. So if we can keep costs down, particularly taxation on development, we can sell homes for less. I mean, development is a competitive industry. Profit is kept in check by, by the marketplace. Costs we can only deal with through good policy, and, and, and this is an opportunity to make a bit of a difference. Um, it's certainly contrary to where the provincial government's gone, the NDP. They've placed uh, additional school tax and speculation tax on the development potential of properties. They're doing nothing but driving up the price of homes. So, you know, this policy is good. It's not perfect, and the devil will be in the details. But we've got to start somewhere to find relief for those businesses that are just papering up their window fronts and walking away because they can't afford it. Where realistically are we standing in terms of how this may unfold? If it does, if it does get a positive reaction at City Hall and moves forward into the next stage and then the next, is, when might we target relief? Well, the intent is that this gets put in place for the 2020 assessment role, which means we need, we need immediate action from uh, the NDP to push through an order in council for a regulation change in the classification regulations. Um, but that, that can all be done. It, it, it's uh, not a difficult piece to do the legislative part, um, and we need it done immediately. And the provincial government has been sitting around for, for quite some time on this file, um, waiting for municipalities to, to bring the solution to them, and that's exactly what's happened. We've had, you know, all the major urban uh, municipalities involved in this solution, and they're basically putting it in the provincial government's lap, and it's time for some action. So 
you know, a lot of people got elected this last round by promising to help local independent businesses. So it's uh, time to put your money where your mouth is and, and make it happen. All right. Thank you so much for this, Paul. All right. Cheers. That is my earlier conversation with Paul Sullivan, who's a property tax agent and senior partner with Burgess, Colley, Sullivan and Associates. And he is currently at City Hall tabling this idea.